we are providing full transparency right at the very beginning of our process, what the recruiting process actually looks like at J&J, end-to-end, so what, what you can expect, and how long it typically takes to go from one step to the next. You're listening to The Candy Shop Talk, brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman, because improving candidate experience always impacts the business bottom line. The Candy Shop Talk podcast welcomes Shord Gehring, Global Vice President of Talent Acquisition and Employee Experience at Johnson & Johnson, and a proud Candidate Experience Awards winner. Listen in on how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business bottom line. Sure. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Um, so I'm Short Gehring. I am the Global Head of Recruiting and Employee Experience at Johnson & Johnson. And you know, the team and I are on a mission to completely reimagine the way J&J thinks about attracting talent. It's succinct and right to the point. I love it. So here's what's exciting and what I want to talk about first, and then we're going to take a step back and kind of talk more about the journey today overall um, of of improving recruitment and candidate experience. You recently released a new uh, platform of sorts called Johnson & Johnson Shine, which is really more about making a much better experience for, for candidates going through your recruiting and hiring process, right? And it goes a long way to improve overall transparency and fairness in the hiring process. And I got to tell you, before, before I have you tell us about it, I always, it's funny because when I am in different presentations, doing workshops, webinars, et cetera, I'm always bringing up the Domino's pizza example, right? When you order Domino's <laughs> pizza, you have this visualization of prep, bake, out for delivery. And I, and I say it like that because um, I, to date, I haven't seen a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of organizations are putting up static pages of what, what are, what's going on in the steps. And maybe there's... There's, you know, text-based and the emails that goes out to candidates, but nothing to this extent. So I'm, you know, chomping at the bit to hear. So why don't you tell us more about Jonathan Jonathan Shine and what it's all about? Well, first of all, let me say, I think we, we have a passion for pizza in common, which is, uh, which is <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, listen, I mean, like we, um, we took a huge step back earlier this year and we started to listen to what candidates were actually, you know, telling us about the J&J recruiting experience. And I think that we've all been in the same situation before throughout our career where, you know, you find this great job online, you take some time out of your day to kind of refine your resume, to submit your application, and then crickets. You you don't hear for weeks and, and often you actually don't hear anything at all. And when you start to think about that for a minute and, and start to realize how organizations are treating candidates in their recruiting processes, you know, we said that's not the experience that we want to stand for at J&J. It's not related to our credo. It's, you know, it's not reflective of the organization that we are from a corporate values perspective. And quite frankly, candidates deserve better. And so what we've, what we've tried to do is, is not over-engineer this, but keep it very simple and straightforward in terms of what J&J Shine actually delivers to candidates. And it can be summed up in three things. Um, one is we are providing full transparency right at the very beginning of our process, what the recruiting process actually looks like at J&J, end-to-end, so what, what you can expect, 
and how long it typically takes to go from one step to the next. The second thing what candidates can, can experience with J&J Shine is the ability to your Domino's Pizza example to live in real time track where they are in the recruiting process and what will be next in that experience. And then last but not least, we've, uh, we've partnered in an exclusive partnership with The Muse, providing candidates with really meaningful content um, throughout our recruiting process. Because what we heard was the, the lack of, you know, the sense that candidates lack of, you know, once I'm in your recruiting process, organizations doesn't really seem to have any skin in the game when it comes to making you successful. And so what we said is, you know, we can write a bunch of content ourselves, but hey, a much more credible source would be, you know, the muse. And so we're serving up, you know, digital pieces of content in, in article forums and videos to make candidates better candidates in the very step they're in. So that could be tips and tricks on interviews. It could be how do you, how do you better negotiate a job offer? How do you resign from your current employer once you've accepted a job at J&J? And so it's, you know, we're trying to make candidates feel or become better job candidates and have full transparency in terms of what's going on. That's huge because in our research, and this actually has trended pretty similarly the past few years, and it's even unfortunately increased this year. So just in North America, candidates tell us through our survey research that 52% of them, to be exact, say that they do not hear back after they've applied two to three plus months later. Now, maybe they hear back on day 91. Um, but, but, but the point is, though, is that, and, and, you know, and even discount, even putting aside the, the fact that, yes, there's a, there is a lot of autoresponders that will go out initially to once they're just to acknowledge the application itself. But they're, you know, that perception of, uh, of that moment in time for them, they're just they're not hearing anything else back. Right. So that this is huge to be able to do this because the, the two basic things, sure, that that candidates we want as job seekers and we've all been there. Right. We've all got we, we're all perpetual candidates for that matter. We want acknowledgement that, that I'm interested in your, your company and your jobs and closure when you're done when the process comes to an end, whatever that means, whether I'm moving forward or you're, you're saying thank you, but we're gonna pass on you this time, but thanks for your, your time. That's, that's really huge. So is this something that you guys, you guys built this internally then? We did. So, we, so when we looked at our candidate experience, um, kind of end-to-end -end strategy, we determined kind of what solutions do we wanna buy off the shelf, um, just like any other organization would. And what are some of the uniquely ownable parts of that experience that we, where we really want to differentiate? And so transparency, given to your earlier point, the criticality for job seekers, we really wanted to make that transparency experience um, uniquely ownable to J&J. &J. So we, um, we engaged or we, um, uh, we reached out to, uh, to a partner, an external partner of ours, and had them um, custom build this for J&J. Uh, &J. So, Today, J&J Shine is available for, um, for all um, North America-based J&J applicants. And so that's hundreds of thousands of applicants that we get every year mm -hmm. um, where we're providing much more transparency. So is this eventually going to roll out globally as well? Yes, it will. So we are right now, you know, three weeks in, um, in our North America launch. We're getting unbelievably positive feedback from, from job seekers all across the U.S. 
And so we're finalizing our global rollout plans right now. But um, our big um, you know, countries and regions outside of the U.S. are on the docket for, uh, for 2018. The and by the way, having the Muse as a content partner is is also uh, that's that's fantastic. They're they're actually one of uh, our current sponsors for Talent Board and the Candies, and they're a big supporter of Candidate Experience. So that's a great content partner to have. Let's take a step back now and let's talk about kind of uh, as much of the journey that you wherever you want to start of what kind of led to where you're at today with J and J Shine. And um, tell us a little bit more about that candidate experience journey internally. You know, how, when did that tipping point come when, you're, when you and the team said, you know what, our customers for recruiting are our candidates and this is what we need to do to get there. So when, tell us about that journey. Yeah, let me take you back to maybe the mission of, of the, the, the J&J recruiting organization, which is to completely reimagine um, recruiting for, for J&J from the ground up. And it, it might sound like a simple mission, but it's actually sophisticated in, in its thinking because our industry, Kevin, as you know, hasn't really seen any meaningful disruption in the last 30 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, job descriptions are the same. Resumes are still the same. The lack of transparency in the recruiting process. Career sites really haven't evolved all that much in the last 10 years. And it's bizarre if you think about that because as consumers on a day-to-day basis, your and mine expectations are uh, much more higher. And, and it's because we experience them with companies like Amazon or Netflix in our day-to-day lives or Uber. And so what we're starting to see is that candidates actually bring those same expectations into the workplace and into the hiring process, but our industry hasn't really been able to catch up. So our mission is to completely reimagine our recruiting organization from the ground up and to disrupt those fundamental concept or those fundamental pillars kind of underneath our recruiting function and to take a much more consumer-like approach to recruiting. And so what we what we said about two and a half years ago was, listen, we, we can bring meaningful, real disruption to recruiting if we are if if we are leaning on the same recruiting leaders that we have leaned on in, in the past. Mm-hmm. And so what we started with was hey, let's take a look at our leadership team, right? So the leaders around me at that time were deep subject matter expertise leaders in the recruiting space for the last 20 years. And so we have evolved that leadership team to still continue to have a good representation of that deep subject matter expertise in recruiting, but we have augmented that team with digital marketers, UI and UX folks, designers, entrepreneurs, uh, strategy consultants, because those folks have created consumer experiences for other brands and are passionate to bring that into the recruiting space. And so what, we're, what we now have is, you know, we've become obsessed about our candidates. We know everything there is to know about them. We have weekly surveys. We do very regular um, uh, focus groups. We do mystery shopping on our own process. So we really understand what their expectations and behaviors are. And then we took a step back and we said, okay, what's our experience? And where is our experience uniquely different than all of the other organizations that we're competing with for talent? That, that turned into our candidate experience roadmap, one, of, one component of which is J&J Shine. 
Well, and you just outlined most, if not all, of the best practices that I like to share about what candy winners are doing uh, on the progressive side of recruitment and candy experience. And I'd be remiss without saying that you are then one of the, the 50 winners this year in North America of our awards that we give away for those companies that have the highest positive candidate ratings in our survey research. So again, congratulations there. But you, you did, you hit it right on the head with that, but it couldn't have been without challenge though, right? So is, is there a, like a challenge that, you're, that you can share with us and how you actually overcame that to get where you're at today? I think one of the challenges actually, uh, you know, th there's two, th there's two I'll, I'll mention, Kevin. One is around, you know, I think there's a real tendency for people in my role or kind of people in, in senior leadership roles in recruiting, the, the, the pressure on people in those roles is to constantly show innovation. And a really easy thing for people in my role to do is to go after the next shiny object every year to bring that into your technology or, or into your recruiting organization and then be able to wave the innovation flag internally. And, you know, actually, when you take a step back and then, you know, start to look at your technology ecosystem supporting recruiting, you inherit a technology ecosystem or technology stack supporting recruiting that is very disconnected, um, that isn't integrated well, that isn't centered around candidates' expectations, and therefore actually provides a very, very bad candidate experience. So, you know, year over year, you might be able to wave that innovation flag, but if you look at it at the aggregate level, you actually haven't moved the system. You haven't moved the needle forward when it comes to providing a better candidate experience. And it took a little bit of time internally to say, we're not going after the next shiny object this year. Right? We're not going after an AI bot right now because you know what? Our time and energy is better spent to rationalize our technology ecosystem supporting recruiting before we go after anything else. And you know, it took us a good year to figure that out, you know, internally with our IT organization, with our legal teams, with our senior HR leaders and our business leaders, but you have to do that before you can move move forward. So that's that, that's one learning I shared, which wasn't an easy thing to uh, to navigate about around, but critically important uh, because that allowed us to, to actually take a step back and focus on on a product like J and J Shine. I think that's one of the reasons, and I'm sure that you would concur. Even in in organizations big and small, um, or as large in, in global scope as Johnson and Johnson. Uh, this is the part. This is part of the problem with with initiate change initiatives never getting off the ground. Much less having even if there's some some buy-in internally with the leadership with the with the team itself. Depending on what part of the business that that it is, it's that we in recruitment especially we are always excited about the next slick thing, the next shiny object in the room. But that's not that's not actually getting helping to improve even the the simple blocking and tackling of of recruitment of, of better. For example. We see every year a differentiator in our research is that just better communication and feedback loops with candidates from pre-application all the way to onboarding and beyond. I mean, every single year, companies that yep. have much higher positive candidate ratings, they're investing more in this, even over communicating with candidates. And you can't really do that efficiently to any scale unless you get your technology stack aligned and, and integrated and you, all those things that, and having more of a single source, single data source of truth and all those things that obviously you went through to get there. And that's, it's so exciting to hear that. Let, let's talk a little bit about metrics then. Cause I mean, yes, there are, I'm sure there are a lot of standard recruiting metrics that you look at, but 
What are some of the key ones that you look at as it relates to candidate experience? And, and especially now going forward that you have Johnson & Johnson Shine launched? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So we, we, like you said, Kevin, we look at a wide variety of different metrics, but one of our key metrics now is, is Net Promoter Score. And so we implemented MPS just over 18 months ago around the world. And so we look as a leadership team, we look at MPS scores on a weekly basis. We survey applicants on a weekly basis, so we get real-time, in-the-moment feedback. Um, our recruiters are able to see their own MPS scores and, and, and more importantly, the verbatim comments from their own candidates um, are presented to recruiters on a weekly basis, so they get an understanding of, hey, where did I provide an excellent experience? Where did I maybe miss the mark? What are some of the small things that I can change? on a daily basis to actually improve my experience for candidates. So we look at MPS and we've become a little bit obsessed with MPS within recruiting because it's it's so indicative of, of the experience. The second thing, maybe a little bit more on the qualitative side, I get, as I'm sure you do and, and many other people in this field, you know, a ton of a ton of LinkedIn um, um, messages and feedback and, and comments. And I have seen such a notable difference in the way that candidates are talking to me on LinkedIn, the feedback they're, pro they're providing. You know, you know, we almost get real-time feedback on the small and big changes that we're making to, to our process. So, you know, J&J Shine obviously was a big launch for us a few weeks ago, but a few weeks before we implemented J&J Shine, we actually implemented a completely new approach to a rejection letter. And so, even so, we saw that reflected in more positive MPS scores, but sometimes more meaningful. You know, I got a ton of LinkedIn emails or messages from candidates that say, I didn't get the job, but the, the, the rejection letter I received was the most empathetic one I've ever received, and I've applied to a ton of jobs. And, you know, you realize as, as a recruiting leader or as a recruiter, you know, that's, that's who we do this for. And it isn't just about a number, it's about the people behind the numbers that we have the privilege to touch on a daily basis. And, you know, in our case at J&J, that's roughly a million candidates, you know, a year. That's, you know, real meaningful change to real people. And that's pretty powerful. Oh, it's, it's immensely powerful. And I'll tell you, again, when we think about ourselves, all of us at any given time, regardless of our employment situation, we're always perpetual candidates on any level, whatever level and, and uh, position that we've been in or, or will be in in the future. And so the, the fact of the matter is, is that when we are, and, and with talent acquisition, it's, it's an uphill battle. In fact, there's already such a negative sentiment baked into the pie. And I use the pie uh, metaphor this time of year because it's coming up to be the holidays and I like pie. So there you go. Um, but I mean, it's, it, there's such a negative sentiment already baked into the pie. No matter how yummy you try to make it, it's already there, right? Because 99 out of 100 people aren't getting the job at the end of the day. So, and you've heard this before, I'm sure, Shord, but you know, we're kind of in, the, unfortunately, we're in the no business. For, for the most part, that but how you handle that at the end of the day, the 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 sense of fairness, the sense of next steps, communicating with me, we see the same thing in the comments with the candidate um, across employers. Is that you know what I'm bummed that I didn't get the job, but you treated me fairly. You told me what was next. You were clear with me. We see that. I mean, sometimes it's every you know fifth or tenth comment because there's a lot of I hate yous in between. 
but <laughs> but I mean, but that's just the reality, right? There's there's this isn't about making every single candidate super happy and handing them a balloon and saying thank you. This is just about overall being. This is a business transaction, a messy human one, but a business transaction still, nonetheless. But being clear, setting expectations, a sense of fairness, all those things that we've talked about in this podcast, that's what makes a difference. And that's why you're getting the feedback you're getting with this platform, because that's, well, that's what we've asked for for, for, for decades. Now, you, you touched on something very important, Kevin, because we spend a lot of time in the development of J&J Shine thinking about how we say no better as an organization, because you're absolutely right. And we receive roughly a million candidates in our in our in our in our pipelines a year. Uh, we quote unquote only hire roughly twenty five thousand people a year, and so we say no an awful lot more than we say yes. And we recognize that we should be thinking differently about how we say how we say no to candidates. And so when we started to ask them, you know, what are you looking for beyond transparency? They're looking for a little bit of feedback. Don't give me everything, just give me a little bit of feedback. Connect me to people who might be able to either make my chances better next time, connect me to skills that you think I need to develop more because I fell short in the in the interview process or the assessment process, you know, displaying those skills. And so we took such a, you know a long time thinking through about how we say no better that the content that we partnered on with the Muse around how do you deal with rejection? Um, how do we connect people to better jobs that are more relevant? How do we connect them to online training courses or MOOCs so they can develop the skills they need to develop to become better candidates for very similar jobs? And quite frankly, in 2018, we want to continue to build on that because we feel that that's an area of our J&J Shine can actually add so much more value to job seekers and we feel that we have an obligation as a company to to really help job seekers in that space because you're you're absolutely right. You never know when they might become very relevant job seekers again. And oh, by the way, they're hopefully all consumers of um, of J and J product. So absolutely. it's really important to us. Absolutely, you want for especially those that are quote unquote future fit and are even and, and especially the silver medalists in any any job that they're in the running for uh, at that point. You really want to try to keep that relationship. Nurtured as much as possible, and I love how you're, you've paralleled things that have that have already been going on within the enterprise with with actual employees, like l- learning initiatives, for example, and, and up- updating skills and cross training, and to be able to offer those to candidates, knowing that most of them aren't immediately going to get hired, maybe in the future if they're if if they're uh, they're a fit for another job. That's actually that's a huge progressive initiative that you don't hear a lot of companies doing. And, and that actually lifts the boats, I think, for a lot more organizations around the world, too. It's not just about Johnson & Johnson. I mean, it is at the end of the day. So that's really exciting that you're, you're doing all that and that you're going to continue to do that as a future initiative, too. But the last thing I wanted to ask you, out of everything that we've talked about, participating in the Candies and the great, amazing new platform that you've launched with Johnson & Johnson Shine, what is it that you have a sweet tooth for outside of work? So outside of talent acquisition, can, I always like to ask this fun personal question at the end of my podcast. So Shord, what does Shord like to do outside of work? <laughs> well, there's a few things there. I, uh, I love playing tennis. I am um, a little bit obsessed with watches. And then I'm, um, I'm definitely also a technology nerd. I, uh, 
I love um, trying out new things and, and, and bringing different consumer kind of technology into different spaces. So my free time on the weekends and at night, that, uh, that's kind of how I spend my time. Excellent. All right. Thanks for sharing. I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a geek that way too. And I love, I love my, I, well, it goes back to what we kind of already talked about. I like my personal shiny objects, right? So there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, anyway, sure. Thank you so much for being on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. And I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Candy Shop Talk. For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, please visit www.thetalentboard.org.